listeners. Identical. Well, welcome to another edition of the Talking Basketball Podcast. I am Mark. Yeah, that sounds a lot better than what I did. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> and who are you? I am Paul. Nice. Very nice. So, thank you for joining us once again. And we're now going to be going into the BBL realm. Because it's been quite a big week. It. Another dent in the crown! Has you're going occurred. straight in. No, straight I'll follow in. you. I'm just that was that was a big one. Go on, do it. Yeah, you want me to do it now? You're excited. All right. I can see <laughs> frothing. Another dent in the lion's crown. Um, I still think they are gonna win the the league. I'm still standing by that. If they get another L, then I will question it and I'm gonna take back that trophy I gave them. Well, I mean, Cheshire are closing up. Well, right, so Caledonia. Yep. So, I mean, look, let's talk about Caledonia taking on the Lions. The first thing that really stood out is Matt Morgan's not playing. Yep. Um, and that's significant, you know, arguably one of the best players in the league um, at the moment. Um, but you can't discredit the Lions, um, you know, and I think that... The, Gabriel Olasini, 26 points. Luke Nelson, 16 points. Um, and the, the huge talking point of this game is that buzzer beater, Mark, wasn't it? Like, Jordan Taylor, um, with the seconds dying out. And what was so good about that, that was clutch. So the score at that time, oh, bugger. I've lost my note on that. I don't know what the score was. <laughs> it was 80-80, wasn't it? Oh, sorry, it's eight. Yeah, eighty-three, eighty. That's it. There it is. I, I wrote eighty-three, eighty-three, which confused me. Um, it was eighty-three, eighty. He gets the ball, busts down the left-hand side, three-point shot, fade away, boom. Um, takes it to overtime, but it wasn't enough. It was not enough. Um, but Jordan Taylor, what a highlight reel with that with that shot. Jordan Taylor ended the game with 15 points, eight assists, and five rebounds. Yeah, I don't like the whole putting asterisks on it. Matt Morgan wasn't playing, etc. With any any wins, it's the same as the last few London wins or anyone who plays. You play, got to play who's there. Yeah, you got to play who's in front of you. But Matt Morgan is a pivotal character. Yeah, there's no he's a pivotal that. player. Um, and look, you, you know, let's let's look at the gladiators. You know what is what's been going on. This, you know, they're on the the bounce. They had the good win against Bristol, and then they were going to the copper box. Um, and you know what, Mark, what? I was disappointed I didn't watch this live. I was disappointed I didn't watch it live. Now seeing what happened, because. I just had a feeling. I thought, you know what? I think London are going to walk it. And I was so wrong. I was so wrong. Um, Patrick Whelan 
um, was on fire with 24 points, five rebounds, three assists, and two steals. Yeah, he had a good game. I think I could have a heart attack one day doing that. It's ironic that I have and you haven't. That if look, that's a good way to go. If you're you know doing announcing, commentating, that's a good way to go. Where you go, yo, Patrick Whelan, 44 points. Just you sound like the guy in uh, I can't remember what it's called. F is for family. It's the guy who does the luggage bag. Thank you, thank you. Ian DeBose with 23.7 rebounds and seven assists. Yeah, arguably one of the players in the game. Yeah, and you know, Botrick, Onwas, uh, Palasa. I don't know how to say that. Palisa. I don't know how to say it. But look, all of those guys were in double digits as well. And what the key factor for me was just looking at, you know, these three factors. Um, Caledonia out-rebounded the Lions. Caledonia got more assists than the Lions. Caledonia got more steals than the Lions. You know, it's fundamental basketball. Um, All credit to Caledonia taking the win at the Copper Box and denting the crown for a third time, second time at the Copper Box. There you go. There you go. I'm going to say I was disappointed with the BBL in this one a little bit. Why? Because they were showing a lot of highlights about the great shot, and it was a great Jordan shot. Jordan Tyler, yeah, great, great shot. Yeah. Just breezed past the fact that Caledonia won. And it's what it reminded me a lot of when you see in the NBA and they show us all, and there's, oh, look what happened. Look who did this. Look who did that. And it's like, yeah, but they still lost. I understand that doing a highlight is a highlight. That's fine. But where's giving the credit to Caledonia because they did actually win and it was a tough game in overtime and they were playing away. So I was a little disappointed with that. But uh, I'm just trying to find the highlights so I can see how they've worded it on their thing. Yeah. Um, and oh, I, here it is. And also, I have noticed there's a, a disparity between, I guess, is the right word to use, their Twitter and the way they put stuff across and the way they do stuff on Instagram. And I imagine there's different things on different social pages as well. So, I, you know, if any of the team do listen to that, I do. It, you have to go to different places to find different bits of information sometimes. Um, I, just looking at this highlight again, Jordan Taylor wanted that ball. He gets the ball at the top of three point. He passes it to his right. Yeah. And as soon as he passes it, he's like, give me that ball back. This is the Jordan Taylor show. It's an unusual shot as well, isn't it? It's it's uh it's beautiful. It's beautiful. I like I like you know he's celebrating. Got that reach. Celebrating the there. But you're 100% right, Mark. I'm just looking at this it's saying, you know, um you know, the they're talking about here's the buzzer beer that happened in this game. Yeah. yeah. Um Where's the bit of media afterwards saying Caledonia went on and won and we're doing a joint bit of promo with them. There isn't and you go Yeah. It's things like that that will turn or put fans on a back foot saying well clearly the league is aligned with the lions and that's arguably unfair to the Lions. Yeah, i think that's and, unfair to, and lions that's un- and unfair the to the lions because that was a great game and that's a great shot there's no question that but you've got to give props to the people who win but what i love about the nba all recently of these... did one with luca doing a pass and they oh, and they nutmegged it's but always they, the mavs isn't it? no but he nutmegged lebron 
but the NBA refused to put down who he nutmegged. Ref they just did not put it, and everyone's everyone in the comments was, who's he nutmeg? Who was it? Well, that's what I was just about to say. What I do love about the BBL is they don't edit any comments on their social media platforms. No, they don't. And when I read through their comments, it's like, oh, it's, it's great entertainment sometimes. <laughs> yeah, people You are, should people comment as Talking Basketball Podcasts. It shows how little you follow what we actually post. What? No, that... What? We do comment on things. Oh, do we? Yeah. What do we comment? <laughs> I think you can all understand who comments and who runs the social media. <laughs> I didn't... Well, you're not on Facebook, are you? Because we got a Facebook thing. No, but we have Instagram. Oh, yeah. We'll get a Facebook one. I'll follow it. I, I don't do Facebook. Maybe oh. you can do that. Anyway... We're digressing. Let us know if we should have a Facebook, because I don't use Facebook and I haven't for almost a decade. It was a long, 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 long time. So more than decades. More than one decade anyway. So, you know, let us know what the best way to contact. Because that's one of the things that I've did mention, you know, there is disparity between how you contact people on Twitter or you contact people on that you know, everyone has a different way of getting through to people now. Yeah. And and, and we want people to talk to us UK basketball podcast at gmail.com yeah so the other thing I was going to be doing I haven't told Paul this yet Ooh. is that we were considering doing like a discord channel a disco channel God. so that people like just we just play music and just go yeah London Lions just had a buzzer beater <laughs> Jordan Tudor you can actually do that as well couldn't you highlights to disco music yeah no. this one goes out of Jordan Taylor with his buzzer beater discord yeah discord discord yeah. As in a, a lot of people use it and it's a way that get community together so that it's like an ongoing constant message board that everyone can be talking and people can contact us and so forth. So I was considering doing something like that, but it depends on how anyone who's listening wants to contact us. Because we've said, send us emails and other than various extend things or get rid of things on your body or CCTV Discord. or weird stuff, we don't get loads of emails. I'm going to DMs. Discord as Jordan Taylor... And comment no, on the basketball no, no. podcast. No, that's called identity theft. You oh. can't do that. <laughs> oh. But let us know how you want to contact us because we want to hear from everyone and we want to have conversations with our fans. So, oh, I say fans, that sounds really weird. Fans? People who listen to us, who Friends. for some reason keep listening. Oh. Friends. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, But I would say... uh. Just want to clarify something now for anyone who does email UK basketball podcast at gmail.com. Um, we have been trying to get Mark to follow a team, and so far he's adding all the things. If you email in and there isn't a team, we'll just take that as a London Lions, yeah? This week. Yeah, yeah. So I have got a step closer to choosing one. I'm just saying. You don't, the, the, the listeners choose yours. Well, not. if they're not going to pull their finger out and make an effort then I'm well, going to choose them you, you got an email this week I got one email you got one email and but he did not mention the team yeah so that's what we're saying if they don't mention the team it's London Lions so, so far London Lions are leading the way they are definitely I am going to get you a Matt Morgan top and I would be grateful for that and it would be a wonderful charity item for something we do at the end of the year why London Lions best team dominating Europe right let's go what's next Happy to you. We've just done London Lions one. <sighs> God, really? Yeah. Well, I suppose I'll have to do one then. In that case, 
I will talk about a team that I'm very excited about. And it's a very exciting match. Ah, is this the team that you're starting to follow now? No. Oh. But it was a very exciting match. And it gave me an observation which I hadn't appreciated. So first of all, we have to do a little bit of... Oh, wow. Are you... This is for Keith. Are you... Are you... Ah. Oh. And why are we doing this for Keith? The Keith White streak's ended. The streak has ended. Damn it. Newcastle lost to Surrey Scorchers. I mean, Keith, if you were at the game... There's no way he was at the game. You cursed it. No way. If you weren't at the game... There's no way he was at the game. That's why you cursed it. You weren't at the game. We're not saying that you're wholly responsible, Keith, but it, it's probably likely... It, it falls on your shoulders. But what a run the Eagles came went on. What an incredible run. That was an absolutely, you know, what I thought was interesting was that the Scorchers are not a team, when you look on the league, you think, oh yeah, they're going to be sitting up there. That They were sitting down in sort of eighth position. They're going up to Newcastle, who were arguably ascending, although they've had a couple of little blips. And then, that's, you know, the, the mid-place calendar. They've just flipped all around. So, Surrey bounced back because they had a win over the Patriots. And we thought, are they going to do anything good? They came out, they were fighting. And you've got to bear in mind, this is up in Newcastle as well. So That's that, a tough place to go to. That is a tough place to go to. That's a lovely arena. Um, the Eagles Nest. Yeah. And they'd only played a week before. So, this last week, we I think it was a... Uh, 10, 13 point. I would have gone with the, the Scorchers set fire to the Eagle's Nest. <laughs> they set fire to it. Would you set fire to a, 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 is that what you do in Eagle's Nest? Because if they're on top of a tree, can you just push it oh, off? Well, in, in basketball terms, yeah. I just, I'd set, just push well, it off. Well, they're Scorchers. That's why I went with the fire. Oh, I see. Right. You, you being clever there. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't work. Um, so they went with a 13 point victory. So they came back and they basically got revenge. So that's quite a nice. They've gone on the road. They've taken a road victory away from Newcastle, who did the same to them. Um, I have actually made a nice little note. And that was when I can find my notes, because I'm trying to use my pad and be really sophisticated. And this is really backfiring for me. Um, the Get an iPad and it won't do it, Mark. Uh, I think you find it would. <laughs> but yeah, I wanted to say with this one in particular, this was the Justin Robinson. There was a great play by Justin Robinson. I just wanted to highlight that. You don't often see teams who, when they have a player in who's a bit more established, shall we say, making plays and making moves that look like they've gelled really, really well. And he hasn't been there as long. And I thought he did such a great job for the team. Ultimately, you know, Surrey were victors there. But I think Newcastle are still one of the top teams in the league. Even though Surrey have done such a great job. Wow. But it does lead me on to my, <laughs> not to say weird thing, but I had never noticed before. That's the Scorchers team. Yeah? yeah. And that's their kit. Yeah. Did you see the Caledonia kit that they played against... Um, when they played against uh, London, the Lions, London. Lions. Yeah, very similar. 
Yeah, it's almost the same color. They're away. It's it's like a, a paler blue. I'm just trying to get the picture of that now. No, but I've got this one. I've got it here. Yeah, that's and that's like, the Caledonia one. And you look at it and go, "Wow, they're they're really really." And I've never ever twigged that before at all. Well, you got to say well, that, the, that's really really similar, isn't it? It's similar. It doesn't have the um, doesn't have the tartan. Done the tartan stripe. Don't have that, Mark. No, doesn't have that. But yeah, very very good they looking kits. White fire. But yeah, side. respect to them for having such a, a great away game, and. It all apparently on this one. I didn't watch the I only watched the highlights. I didn't watch the full game. Um, the Scorchers captain Teo OJ Dengbe, I believe. <laughs> um, got some. <laughs> I've, I've I had a go. Oh, I had man. a go. Um, you take the mick out of me for some know, of the pronounced. That, that was a good one, wasn't it? It was the hesitation that made it. It funny. was the hesitation, but he absolutely pushed through on some free throws and they were they were tough so respect to him for doing that um i know you've got one of the games that have got some high like free throws in it and um i i don't know if free throws is basic but what you said earlier about rebounds assists steals free throws has got to be one of the basics free throws wins games mark what mick burn used to say yeah arguably more important than getting steals Oh, I don't know. It's the thing I always look at in a game is, especially if if you're playing in one, is if you lose by one and if you missed a free throw, I'd always yep. be looking at that and going, "Oh, if I hit that free throw, it was a tie but game." But some of these, if I missed another free throw, I'd be like, "If I hit my free throws, we've won the game." But some of these are ones that are getting you closer to the other team, and some of these are keeping the gap. And arguably, keeping the gap is is more important because yes, you can cr creep up, but they can still they will have the possession next and they will go forward. Whereas when you're ahead, you're always wanting to make sure that you are scoring on your possession because if you're losing possession and you're not getting anything in there, they are always more statistically they're going to get closer to you quicker because you're giving it up. So, I agree. I am a firm believer that if you score more points than the other team, you will win the game. I'm a firm believer of that. <laughs> Write that down. Score more points. Write that down. There's Facts. a lesson. Basketball, if you score more points than the other team, you will win. You will win. There you go. And it, you, you quote Paul Goodale. <laughs> who knew? All these years, who knew? There's a really good quote. Um, it's a football reference, but you could use it here. Um, where it was, I think it was an England manager. They said, um, on paper, this should be an easy game. And he turned around and said, well, you know, um, it's a good thing that football isn't played on paper. <laughs> well, I mean, or whatever sport, you know, you hear that all the time. People say, well, on paper, they're the best team. You think, okay, well, you're not playing on paper. Like, come, look, let's, let's get yeah. the ball out. Let's go. Well, that's, I mean, you used to play those football player manager -y sort of games, didn't you? Yeah. I mean, arguably, that's on paper, isn't it? But what was that like compared to the on paper compared to what happened in the actual game things? I don't know. Did they turn out as well as it was supposed to be? Was it that predictable? I don't know. I got bored with those quite quickly and just cheated. <laughs> you can you can become a manager on another team and just find everyone and then sell all your best players. And that's how I did it. So Portsmouth always had like all the best players. <laughs> It was an easy way to cheat. 
Anyway, nice. right. Oh, are you, are you was done? Ever, it was, except for the fact that I learned something about Robinson. Robinson who? Justin Robinson, who was uh, probably player of the game, scored 26 points. Absolutely superbly. I never realised, he used to play for London, I believe, but the bit I wrote down was that he was a two-time league MVP. Yeah, bloody legend. Yeah. So, uh, uh, okay, that's why he's so good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds really stupid, but we are coming to this fresh. So we're looking at it thinking, oh, okay, I had no idea of the legacy of some of these players. So uh, unlike, you know, when you come into the NBA, you've got an idea of a bit more of a history, should we say. We're not being introduced to some of these players. The, the, you need to go fresh. back to all the old MVPs, Mark, and know who, and know who you're talking about. <laughs> no. Wow. No, you, when you Dedication. come to the party, you come to the party, then you work out everyone when you're there. You don't learn who's going to be at the party. <laughs> okay, right. You'll go. Well, on that wonderful note. <laughs> oh, what happened there? You've changed the buttons around. I haven't changed anything. That's the one I was trying to do. Right. You were donkey, you pressed the wrong button. We, we talked about Caledonia. Um, beating the Lions, and I briefly mentioned they did get an 85-82 win over the Bristol Flyers. Now, the Bristol Flyers have been on a significant losing streak recently. Yeah. And that continued all the way. Did it? Did it continue? <laughs> This is such a slow show this week. This is such a slow show. So for those who don't know, me and Mark are actually doing a master's degree and we write multiple assignments. Plus we're doing multiple shows. So I, I don't know about you, Mark. My brain is just fried. I was just trying to work out if this game, it was played in Bristol. Right, that's it. It played in Bristol. That's all I was trying to make. They played in Bristol. Bristol Flyers played in Bristol against the Sheffield Sharks. Now, this, this game had a lot of twists and turns. So everyone at the Bristol Arena would have been happy. So I'm just going to go straight to the third quarter with a minute left in the third. Bristol were down 55-65. And that seemed to be a key pivotal change in the game. Um, by the end of the game, they took it to overtime. 66-66. Yep. And, you know, the one guy that stood out for me for Bristol was Leslie Smith. He had some absolutely amazing... I'm just trying to think of the word... I was going to say he just had some, you know, seven amazing blocks, but I'm not going to say that. He had seven, no, sorry, he had six blocks and one disgraceful windmill rejection. Like, I'm talking, he, his arm was back and he hit that ball in a freaking out of space. Yeah. <laughs> he did also put the ball in his own basket, though. It was his legend. <laughs> He's doing. He's, he's going. I've just got. I've done. How many people arguably, can say they've ever done that? I've, I've tipped the ball and it went in my own basket. I've seen that loads of times. It just must sit there and think. Oh no. Does it? Who? 
Does I saw go- a guy once on the free throw line. Does that go to the person who took the shot originally then? No, it goes to the coach. Oh, uh, no, no, yeah. Who, no, whoever scored. No, so say- no, it goes on the coach, I think. Oh, it goes on the coach, okay. I believe, yeah, no, it does. My, my understanding is it goes on the coach. I've seen someone shoot a free throw. One of the defenders got the rebound and then just went straight up. And as he went straight up, it went in. And he just stopped, realizing what he'd done straight away. <laughs> and everyone looked at him just like, hey, on something, Mate, what, what, <laughs> what? What has just happened? And then so he scored. He then got his own uh, rebound as it come down and taking it on the baseline and then to pass it back in. And we were kind of like getting back on D going, what does that mean? And um, yeah, that's why, that's why I remember that because someone turned around and went to, the, to, went to our coach Coach who scored two points. That's got to be a stat. How many coaches have scored as coaches? Who's the highest scoring coach? Yeah, <laughs> that's got to be good. Anyway, we're taking it away from the Bristol Flyers. So, you know, you got to talk about um, uh, T. John Jacob. He had uh, 20 points, five rebounds and one assist. And you got to say he had a devastating effect on the Sharks. In particular, he had a huge left-handed dunk coming in from the right-hand side, I think. Um, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, left-handed. And look, yeah. that was just... Absolute monster, wasn't it? Absolute monster dunk. Look at the bloody fans. They're loving that. Um, and uh, yeah, got to also talk about Tevin Ollison, you know. He, yeah. Um, he played exceptional as well with 18 points, four rebounds and four assists. And that's that Sheffield kit you like. It was great. I really like the Sheffield kit. Yeah, right. yeah, I really like it. And, um, you know, even though Koch and Nichols together got 28 points, it wasn't enough for the Sheffield Sharks to um, to get back in the game. But look, this is as close as you get. Two-point game, 78-76, and that was in overtime. But I think what you, like you said, um, you know, once bristol got over that you know that little momentum just went with them yep. in the fourth quarter and they just rode that all the way in into overtime and um what you yeah. said about flow before haven't we and how once you get into that little rhythm and the team picks up the spirit and pick, you know someone's hitting their shots the christmas spirit it could be the christmas spirit it was the christmas spirit but they had the momentum and yeah. um you know that that seemed to uh seem to finally fall Bristol's way. They're back, back on winning ways. And you know what? You look at that table now. Um, that recent form has dropped them from second down to sixth. So, And I, you can't help wonder if they hadn't gone back from that, what, think, what is it, six? Six losses, seven losses, whatever yeah. it is. I think it's seven. I think it's seven losses. They'd be top of the table. That that is absolutely absolutely had a devastating effect on them. Well, these last seven games at the moment, then like nine and nine. Yeah, 50-50. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So look, which is still you know in the NBA, if you're fifty-fifty, you're in the playoffs already. But look, let's they, they they've turned it around. They won that so what, huge huge losing streak. Was interesting. They got to win. Let's see what happens. Because they beat Sheffield, that's what put Caledonia helped put Caledonia up. So because Sheffield and Caledonia, where they are very, very close to each other, one's got 10 wins, one's got nine and seven, they would have been neck and neck. I think Caledonia would have got it based on having less losses. But if Sheffield had won that game, 
Sheffield and Caledonia would be almost vying for the same spots. Yeah. But because they've beaten them, it's completely taken that away. There's, yeah. there's a clear divide, and now Caledonia have some sort of free space to go against up against towards Cheshire. But yeah, I mean, look, you, you got to look at it now, and like with that thing with Bristol, they have got that win, and that's great. Um, the teams above them, um, like Caledonia, like they've all got games in hand. Um, Cheshire games in hand, Caledonia three games in hand, Sheffield two games in hand. But you know what? I always think I'd rather have the points in the bag than have games in hand. Yeah. I'd rather have the points. So yeah. So Bristol Flyers, you are back. You are back to winning ways. So this one's for you. <laughs> I'm going to talk about London Lions. I've done that one, Mark. Done it. Yeah, but they Let's also played Leicester Riders. Let's move on. They also played Leicester Riders. And you haven't done that? No. And they beat the Leicester Riders by 10 points. 79-89. You know, you could say return to winning ways. It was a road victory for them. And it wasn't a hard-fought match. I can't pretend it was. Um, Lions hit them hard and they came out there's a bit of a rivalry something to prove there they came out pushing hard and they started to pull away by the second quarter and wasn't really sort of much coming back but by the time he gets to the second half I won't say it's game over but they were more like holding them off rather than extending the lead um, I think London could have smashed them a bit more personally but um you know, some high scores. Mm, it was sort of, you know, 15 points, 13 points, 19 points. No, no one's really hitting mid-20s or 30-point you know, games. So it was a relatively low-scoring game. It was entertaining, but I won't, say, I won't say too much about that. I think Leicester won't be disappointed with their performance. I just think no one gave anything in. Um they didn't give London free ball. They didn't. They didn't make it easy for the, the London to just to freely shoot. Um, and London are a quality team, so Leicester had their work cut out. But I, I just think that was a representative game of where they sit. Um, really, that simple as that. I think Sharma for the London Lions for me was just a defensive unit, absolute defensive yes. unit. He was yes. just. Yeah, showing his form in, inside the paint. That's that's what I just took out of that. Yeah, I mean, look, Conor Morgan were doing great. And I, I think the Lions themselves, you, you look at someone like Sam Decker, for example, and what people who may not, or maybe new to the BBL or may not know is, you know, Sam Decker was in the NBA. So that... He did play in Europe for a while before coming to London last year. Um, but all these players are top-tier players. These aren't your basic league or your Sunday league players. They're all high-quality professional basketball players playing at a very high level. And just making a few mistakes or having a few injuries on the team or people not turning up, that is really throwing this league. And both teams may be a little bit depleted, but yeah, it was an okay game. It it what it didn't like fire, unfortunately. 
I um, didn't see the whole of it. I only saw the highlights. Um, and I will give credit where credit is due. The highlights that they're doing um, with uh, the BBL, they, the way they're doing the media, again, I've got to give it a shout out. That is brilliant. You can't argue with the way that they're putting it across. But did you, you didn't actually mention uh, Jacob Dunk. Bristol Flyers against the Sharks. That was my play of the week. But I just saw that note just in the corner of my eye. Yeah, I did trade on Jacob. Left-handed dunk. Came oh, in. Left-hand dunk, yes. Yeah, yeah. That's that's... Sorry, I'm looking at it from a different view. What a wally. Yeah, what a wally. But, you know, what talking about Bristol, Mark. Yes. I, I did one thing. I, I I just missed a note here. The When Bristol Flyers um, lost to the Caledonia 85-82, there was a... A really good, really good moment. Um, clutch play at 8080. Uh, 88, 8080, Ian DeBose, or Ian DeBose, however you say it. Oh, he's he hit, No, he hit a huge three with two minutes left, um, giving the Gladiators a three-point lead. Um, and, yeah, that was just a significant, um, significant moment in the fourth. But I guess if you have big block a steal or anything and then follow up with a big play at the end you've not only denied someone something but you've extended your lead it's, it's, that's like the ultimate play isn't it really? yeah yeah right who's next well I think the only thing left that I've got written down is uh, Cheshire Phoenix and the Leicester Vibers so I just did Leicester in London um it was a good game. It was actually better than I thought it was. And I'm, I've got one note that I want us to read here. Um, and it is, if I can read my own writing. The Phoenix and Riders game, the Riders had a 13-point lead in the third quarter. Yeah. By the fourth quarter, Phoenix had made a 22 points run. Wow. They what a run that is. So I actually watched this game and I had to go back and work out what the difference was. So this is my level of stats. <laughs> but yeah, they were 13 points in the lead. And then Phoenix, they literally just came to the fourth quarter and they just put their foot down. It was, you know, when you see the playoff games and they, you see two teams who played during the season and then they get there and then it's just like one team's got more depth and they just put their foot down a bit and... um. And the one that comes to mind is Toronto playing the Orlando Magic when Orlando got that first victory out of nowhere. And then Toronto just went, oh, we can't just steamroll these guys. And then the next games, they just whitewashed them completely, put their foot down, and they just went, oh, we've got to play a bit harder. It just seemed that Phoenix just found their gear. And it was, yeah, it was unbelievable. But um, massive, massive respect for that because... I didn't expect, um, I won't say not a, such an, an easy sort of victory in that, but I, I, I thought that was going to be a little bit more tightly contested than it actually was. Um, oh, sorry, I didn't think it was going to be as tightly contested as it was. I thought because of where Cheshire were, they were just going to run ahead. Based on where Cheshire are in the league and based on where Leicester's are, they're like sort of seventh or eighth, I think, floating around. Um, yeah, seventh at the moment, aren't they, Leicester? Yeah. Well, Cheshire's in second. You'd expect them to just to push past them. 
but when you then saw it, hang on a minute, they're 13 points down, what's, what's going on here? And then the game finished 87-83. I mean, how, how are you going to expect that? <laughs> You've had, there was game time threes from Rideau. Rideau, sure as you say. And Chaguar, I believe I've got his name right, um, throw in for a three point. And the riders were literally just all over it. And, and you just think, they they absolutely lost. Once they lost that game, but they lost that momentum and allowed Cheshire to get the, the that form. Then it was over. Cheshire just took the lead, and then once Cheshire got the lead, they didn't let it off. It it wasn't like a swapsies. There was a point where they got close. No, they're second in the league for a reason. Yeah, but they got to it like Rideau hit uh, uh, like a game tire, and you thought, okay. 79, 79, that's it. And then they just kept putting their foot down and then they just kept extending it. And from that, they got another seven or eight points and all that um, Leicester could pick up was another four. But it was really, really good game to watch. And I had to go back and look at that thinking, I got confused at which player was which at one point. Let's put it that way. Because I just thought, they're up, no, they're up, no, they're up. And then it was it, it, it was just brilliant. Really good basketball. So I definitely recommend going and watching that. But it makes Cheshire have maintained their second place in the league. And as the lead stands at the moment, are you are you giving Lions the trophy? They've still got the trophy, Mark. They have still yeah, got it. You've been saying give it to them. Are you give, now? No, they've got it. I've given it to them. They've got it. Do you, if, do you think psychologically, if you gave them the trophy now, would that change how they... Because, you know, like in Formula 1, once you get to a certain amount of points, someone says, oh, we might as well give them the trophy. And then, like, the rest of the season, they go, what should we do with these races? People could still catch them. Though. I mean, look, the only thing I would say about London is, like, they got 18 games played. They're halfway through the season. Yep. you got Cheshire and Gladiators. Again, I'd rather have the points in the bag, which the London Lions have got. So Cheshire have got to go and win two games yep. to keep that consistency to match the Lions. Gladiators got to go and win three more games. So I wouldn't be surprised if there is an upset there. You know, we're assuming they're going to win two games and three games. Yeah, I wouldn't be sh- surprised if there's an upset. Now, if there's an upset and Cheshire and Gladiators pick up a, their sixth loss... Well, yeah. then you would still look at the league and go, okay, London uh, are going to stay at the top. If they win those games and London pick up another loss, then I would probably say, you know, get the car on standby to go and pick up the trophy. <laughs> I mean, you like, you've, you've had a soft spot for the Giants. They've got four wins and 15 losses. Four huge wins, Mark. I'm, I'm aware. Four huge wins. Plymouth City, Plymouth City Patriots. Two wins, 14 losses. Hey, look, no one in that league has got Pat Wrights other than Plymouth City Patriots. <laughs> that makes them arguably one of the best teams in the league. But fact, when you go from there, which is ninth and 10th, and then you go to the, the top, let's say the top eight, between Surrey and uh, so between eighth, seventh, sixth, and second, to be fair, there's. Four or five point four or five wins difference. That's it. Yeah, that's a lot. I'd say that's a lot. Yeah, but four or five wins. If the, you the gap is appearing now. 
you, you can clearly see the gap is appearing. Like, well, you say that, but look at Bristol. Bristol are on nine wins. Yeah. So are Newcastle, nine wins. So are Sheffield, nine wins. Caledonia, 10 wins. Cheshire, 11 wins. That Those guys are starting to separate. Leicester are only two behind that nine wins. And yeah, then you've got Surrey on the six. The stat that I'm looking at is, let's say they, they get those two those two games in hand on the Lions, they get those wins. Yeah. Well, there's still six wins behind the Lions. Oh. That's uh, a yeah. huge oh, gap. The gap as far as the Lions, yeah. I'm just drawing the line on, on, on Lions. Oh, okay. So, yeah, there's like between... Yeah, I mean, I, I, between second and seventh, there's actually some potential. I mean, Leicester, I think, I think Leicester are a little bit too far away, maybe. I'm sorry. But between, like, where we see in Bristol, they pulled that win. As quickly as they dropped from second, they could quite easily get back up to second, I think. If you're between ninth and 11th, there's only two games difference. I've got to be honest, the, the Bristol Flyer logo is really starting to grow on me. I, I've always liked them as a team. It's a. It's um, we definitely have the soft spot for those guys and Caledonia. I like the shark, the shark tank and the yeah. grey kit. I like that. Uh, you know what? Personally, I might just go. You know, I'm not going to support anyone. I'm just going to support the league. Oh God, sit on that fence. Why don't you? It's just you know, I can turn around Boo. and then and then be biased and say, Boo. yeah, I want Giants to win and say like that. But it's <laughs> I don't know. I've just got a soft spot for like half the teams. Yeah. Um, no, I I completely understand. I, you can look down all of them. It's you. It's tough to pick because there's, there's positives of all of them from the Lions right through to the Patriots. Um, what is that smell? I can smell like huh? candle flowers or something. What is that? It's that thing there. What? It's that thing. Filled. You, we've got some scents flying Christmas. around the room. It's Christmas. It's better, than, thinking, it's better than the gas that you bring in here. Smell that. It's Christmas. Yeah, that's what I'm smelling. What is it? Uh, I don't little, actually know. Little, oh, I, I it, could tell you if I had my glasses. It says for everyone who wants to, you won't be able to read that. It's a diffuser. Yep, it says Airwick yeah. essential oils. Yes, read diffuser. Yes, it's a diffuser. Muffled wine, mulled wine. <laughs> that shows you how bad your your thing is. I think it's mulled wine, cinnamon, something. But I thought let's get into the Christmas spirit and let's make the studio smell nice. Wow, I'm sitting thinking, what is that? I'm looking around, and what is that smell? Wow, where does that come from? At least it's not coming from you. Right. I've got two points for this oh, week. Oh, no, two points. So the first one we said about off Do I need to put my feet up? No. All right. The quick one was BBL Women's League. We haven't talked much about it because we haven't seen much about it televised. But I just wanted to look at one thing. There's 11 teams. Yes, there is 11 teams. It's a bit unusual, isn't it? Why? Well, having an odd number of teams in a league must... No. Well, it must be just challenging having an odd number of teams. Why? Why? Well, just doing fixtures and stuff like that, I'd have thought. Uh... I don't pick up on that. Why would that be difficult? Because you could easily just... Rather than play nine teams, you know, you, you play ten teams. 
Now, yeah, I get that. What I'm saying is, <laughs> wow. I understand I'm maths. Sh- look, it's getting late and I'm tired. What? If, I don't look, get what you're saying. If you had 12 games, if you had 12 teams. Yeah. Why does it have, have five, to be? When you look at the... Is this your OCDC coming in? No, I'm not just saying. You could have a game where everyone's playing... <laughs> I just said everyone. OCDC. <laughs> yeah, you're, I don't know what's going on with you. Oh, God. That's why you've got you, bloody Coke and ma- chocolate here. Coca-Cola. Going. Coca-Cola, just to clarify. Coca-Cola. Um, but the 11 teams... Well, you panicked then, didn't you? Yeah. Leicester Riders, Caledonia Gladiators, London Lions. Okay, that makes sense because they're all teams. Manchester Giants have got a team in there. Newcastle Eagles have got a team in there. This is where it gets interesting. Sheffield Hatters. So they're not the Sharks. They're the Hatters. I was curious why that was. The Mad Hatters. Ah, that's great. Durham. All the players are probably just mad. And they just went, we're not going to call you the Sharks. We're going to call you the Mad Hatters. So Durham's team, how would you pronounce that? Pilates. Palatinates, I guess. Yeah, that's gonna. That's got to be. Don't know. Well, I'm just. And then you've got Essex Rebels. We've mentioned the Rebels. They've been breaking in quite a few league. Um, and it like a thousand people attendance. I think they had NBL like fifteen hundred or something yeah. recently um, for attendance. Oakland Wolves. Wasn't sure where the connection is. Now Cardiff Met Archers is an interesting one, as well as Nottingham Wildcats. And I want to focus on the Cardiff one because we've mentioned before about having a Welsh team in the league. And Cardiff have the men's in the D1 team, I believe. Yeah, they've... And know. that's the NBL. I, I don't I know think. where they are now. I think they're in NBL Div 2, but they did have a second team. So they've, they've got a men's set-up in there, but yeah. clearly the women's set-up is better. It's, it's much better. But it's interesting because it's it's showing all the big cities and a lot of the urban cities, and let's be fair, that's where basketball was played in a lot of the big urban towns and cities, obviously. All of these places have these infrastructures that we've talked about where you've got growth teams and you've got men's teams and women's teams. But I just thought it was interesting that the Cardiff have their women's team in the BBL, but not the men's team. I thought that was quite interesting. So if when they're talking about growth, and I know we mentioned about growth and how the, the, um, the CEO of the BBL wants to expand. Yeah, I think... I think my understanding is they want to expand, but they want to expand with longevity. Yeah. They don't want to go, yeah, cool. You know, Cardiff Met Archers, you come in, you go absolutely killed for a season. They go, right, we're off. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't promote um, that it's a stable league if that happened. So I, I completely get and support, you know, what those guys are trying to do. That makes sense. Just on that last team yeah oh, i shouldn't have said last team but the nottingham wildcats yes gotta say fantastic arena yeah yeah play, play so there's my lovely arena my really question nice. was well looked after are the arenas one of the things that's the pinch point because i know getting seating getting capacities getting uh the ability to host games and those sort of things is that i can't even <laughs> I can't even look oh, at you right dude. now. That is outrageous. Oh. Sometimes um, I play a little game whilst we're doing podcasts, and it's, can I make Mark laugh? Yeah. Oh, I, dear. I can't even describe what I just witnessed, but yeah. Um, I wonder if how many of these are, they can't have a men's team or they couldn't have had a men's team previously because of a restriction or something. And now the women's team have got more people coming to watch them. So as a result, they're now 
they're they're the ones blazing the trail. But it, I just thought it was really interesting um, and great to see them being all promoted, obviously. But my second point. Oh, you got a second point. Yeah, it's the second one for this week. Just because we always finish up with talking about the teams that are in Europe. And there has been a fixture. You're going to give us a full list of every team in no, Europe? No, no, no. It's just purely... Um, are you going to do like the results like Manchester United, nil? No. Portsmouth FC, Mm-mm. seven? No. It's Manchester basically... City. Do you know that we've mentioned the European yes. North Basketball League? Yep. 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 And we've got in there a few teams. Now, some of the two of the teams have had to pull out. That's that was what I was. I thought was quite interesting. One of the they teams, pulled out. They have pulled. They have removed their insertion of the league. Um, and one of them had to pull out because of finance reasons. But and I think they were in Caledonia's division. All right. But the other one were in an Israeli team. So do uh, do the results get voided or? Uh, no, they've had to pull out before any of the fixtures, so they've had to change fixtures. Oh, so they've and not they've, played fixtures. Well, and they've brought in a new team. So one of the other ones, um, I think it was Heypool Bear Shaver Demona. They were the. <laughs> that's it. I've got to go with it. Heypool the Bear Shaver Demona. I believe they're. I believe they're a team in Turkey. I could be mistaken, but they basically they've had to pull out because of. I think it was them who had to pull out because of everything going on. You're laughing just because you're saying pull out, aren't you? Wow. Well, you're saying it over and over and over again. I know. But the other ones... The, the back and bears. Uh, so these guys are all from Denmark, and it's the second Danish team to enter the NBL. But that's really good because you go, hang oh, on. They look like it kicks off there. Yeah, it looks like... Look at that. Look, look at the bear. Oh, that was pretty cool. Um, but they're the second team that's actually very, very, very similar to a Memphis Grizzlies slash Vancouver Grizzly sort of logo. Well, but I think that looks better. Uh, yeah, it does look pretty cool. It's got the, definitely got the same sort of colouring. It looks a bit more vicious. But that's the Bakken Bears Aras, and they're the second of Denmark's team anyway. But I thought it, I just thought I'd bring it up because I thought it was sad in a way because the other team who had to pull out was because of the war in Israel and there was an Israeli team. And because of that whole thing that's going on in Gaza and everything, you know, we're not getting political or anything, but isn't that a shame that they're teams that are in this league and they're all, but they obviously, because of what's going on. and Sports should bring everyone together. Yeah, but they're, they're not able to be able to, allowed to compete and get involved. So that's that's a real shame. So they had to pull out. Yeah. Well, on that note. <laughs> Thank you for joining us in a very chaotic BBL edition of the Talking Basketball podcast. Thank you very much for always listening to us. If you haven't listened to all of our other episodes, please go back and have a listen. We've got 44 of them racked up now. 44? 44, and we want to hear from you on our email, which is by... What's our email? UKBasketballPodcast at gmail.com. Or check us out on Instagram. I've been Mark. I have been Paul. I'm tired as hell. And we're going to book a badminton court just for you. I am so tired. I'm... I'm tired of badminton. <laughs> tired and tired of badminton. See you later.